Thank you for joining the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, our study is entitled The Reign of David, Sweet Psalmist of Israel. During this study, we will learn the character traits that contributed to David's reputation as a man after God's own heart. You can purchase your copy of this book, along with many other study resources, on our website, bogardpress.org. So, grab your copy of the Winter 2023 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. The lesson for January 21st, 2024 is entitled, David's Great Grief. It comes from 2 Samuel chapter 15, verses 1 through 6, verses 13 through 18, and verse 30. Chapter 16 and verse 15, 21, 22. Chapter 18, verses 14 and 15, 32 and 33. The key verse And the king was much moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, thus he said, O my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would God I had died for thee, O Absalom, my son, my son. 2 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 33. The application. The student will learn that God supplies his greatest grace during one's deepest grief. Seeking the Context It is never pleasant when someone comes to us and says, I have good news and bad news. Usually, the bad news overshadows the good. But worse than this is when we only have bad news and worse news. And such was the situation David found himself in when his son Absalom rebelled against him and usurped the throne of Israel. King David was forced to flee Jerusalem and abandon his rulership in Israel. He found himself in a fight for his own life against his own son. David had hoped that he could bring this civil war to a peaceful ending and save his son's life at the same time, but this would not be the outcome. Although David won the battle against Absalom, he lost a son in the process. David was left not rejoicing over the victory, but mourning the death of his son. In many battles of life, there are no victors. Lest we forget, David was reaping the harvest of his own evil deeds. He was made to drink the cup of consequences which he had poured. In punishment for his adultery with Bathsheba and killing her husband Uriah, the Lord told David, Behold, I will rise up evil against thee out of thy own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son. 2 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 11. In our lesson today, we will see these unpleasant prophecies fulfilled. Can you describe a conflict in which neither side won? Searching the text. Number 1. Absalom's Scheme, 2 Samuel chapter 15, verses 1-6 through 6. And it came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and fifty men to run before him. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was so that when any man that had a controversy 
came to the king for judgment. Then Absalom called unto him and said, Of what city art thou? And he said, Thy servant is of one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said unto him, See, thy matters are good and right, but there is no man deputed of the king to hear thee. Absalom said, Moreover, O that I were made judge in the land, that every man which hath any suit or cause might come unto me, and I would do him justice. And it was so that when any man came nigh unto him to do him obeisance, he put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. And on this matter did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. If you must scheme to accomplish your goals, then your goals are misplaced. Absalom wanted the throne of Israel, but it was not his to have. First and foremost, he had not been chosen by God to be the king of Israel, but David had. Deuteronomy chapter 17 verse 15, 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 12. So Absalom was not only deceiving the people of Israel in his efforts to become king, but he was also defying the commands of the Lord. Absalom used flattery and politicking to steal the hearts of the people. The Bible does not speak positively of flattery. Job chapter 17 verse 5, Psalm chapter 12 verses 2 and 3, Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 28. And the Hebrew word translated stole in 2 Samuel 15 and verse 6 is never used in a positive sense. So everything Absalom had done was wrong. Absalom amassed a small army and paraded through town to show off his strength. 2 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 1. Why David was absent at this time is unclear. Some have suggested that David may have been sick. Psalm 41. Nevertheless, Absalom claimed that David was neglecting his kingly responsibilities in making judgments for the people's matters and insinuating that he would make a better king than his father. He would be sure to bring justice to those who had been wronged. Oh, that I were made judge in this land, that every man which hath any suit or cause might come unto me, and I would do him justice. 2 Samuel 15 and verse 4. I wonder if Absalom's mention of justice refers back to his father's failure to bring justice for the rape of his sister, Tamar. Absalom worked the poles, greeting people at Jerusalem's gate. He treated them as friends instead of subjects. He always had a good word, a hand, and a kiss for his constituents. Absalom was good-looking, 2 Samuel chapter 14 and verse 25, charming and manipulative, a dangerous combination that we see all too often in our world today. We must be careful not to be taken in by the likes of someone like Absalom, whether it be a politician or a preacher, those who seek to win us to their side for personal advantage are no leaders to follow. We have been warned that the Antichrist will come with lies and deception seeking to take over the world. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 9 and 10, Revelation chapter 13 verses 1 through 18. His goal 
will not be to lead people in the way of God, but to establish himself as God, to be worshipped by the world. O Lord, give us wisdom to see through the facade of those who lead us away from you. Can you name someone who works deceptively like Absalom? Number two, David's flight. 2 Samuel chapter 15, verses 13 through 18 and verse 30. And there came a messenger to David, saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are after Absalom. And David said unto all his servants that were with him at Jerusalem, Arise and let us flee, for we shall not else escape from Absalom. Make speed to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly, and bring evil upon us, and smite the city with the edge of the sword. And the king's servant said unto the king, Behold, thy servants are ready to do whatsoever my lord the king shall appoint. And the king went forth, and all his household after him. And the king left ten women, which were concubines, to keep the house. And the king went forth, and all the people after him, and tarried in a place that was far off. And all his servants passed on beside him, and all the Cherethites, and all the Pelethites and all the Gittites, six hundred men which came after him from Gath, passed on before the king. And David went up by the ascent of Mount Olivet, and wept as he went up, and had his head covered, and he went barefoot, and all the people that was with him covered every man his head, and they went up weeping as they went." News came to David that Absalom had proclaimed himself king in Hebron, and he had a large following. David knew Absalom would come for his life. Therefore he gathered his family and men and fled Jerusalem. Absalom was in Hebron, south of Jerusalem, so David went north toward the Mount of Olives. David did not flee just to save his own life, but he also wanted to spare the people of Jerusalem from Absalom's attack. Verse 14, David may have recently been a poor king, but he was always a skilled soldier. He had much experience in running for his life and fighting against those who were out to get him. So with his loyal soldiers following, David went out into the wilderness to wait and to see what the Lord might do with him. David knew this ordeal was of his own making. Therefore he put his trust in the Lord to help him while he suffered from his own consequences. He did not fight against it or complain of his circumstances. David was unsure if the Lord would bring about good from this trouble or if he would simply suffer. But he humbly submitted to God's will in hopes that the Lord would provide mercy and grace in his time of need. 2 Samuel chapter 15, verse 25 and 26, chapter 16, verses 10 through 12. David fled Jerusalem, a broken-hearted father. We do not know all that was going on in David as he ascended the Mount of Olives, weeping. 2 Samuel chapter 15, verse 30. Likely, he was thinking of his own sin that brought about this terrible ordeal. Maybe he was thinking of how he had failed as a father, which attributed to Absalom's wickedness. Nonetheless, we know that David was heavy with grief 
and we know he turned to the Lord. David wrote many psalms about the struggles he faced as an exile. See Psalm 3. They tell of David's enemies, his tears and his fears, but most of all, they tell of his trust in the Lord. When faced with these overwhelming troubles, David cried out to the Lord for help. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Psalm 61 verses 1 through 3. 2 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 32 tells us that when David came to the top of the Mount of, Mount of Olives, he worshipped God. Do we worship God amidst our troubles? As God was with David during his troubles, so we can also trust God to be present with us in our troubles. As David did, we can call out to the Lord for help. Reading David's Psalms during times of trouble will give us words to pray in seeking the Lord's help. Can you describe a time of overwhelming troubles? Did you call upon the Lord for help? Number three, Absalom's defeat. 2 Samuel chapter 16, verse 15, 20, and 21, chapter 18, verses 14 and 15, 32 and 33. And Absalom and all the people, the men of Israel, came to Jerusalem, and Ahithophel with him. Then said Absalom to Ahithophel, Give counsel among you what we shall do. And Ahithophel said unto Absalom, Go in unto thy father's concubines, which he hath left to keep the house, and all Israel shall hear that thou art abhorred of thy father, then shall the hand of all that are with thee be strong. Then said Joab, I may not tarry thus with thee. And he took three darts in his hands and thrust him through the heart of Absalom while he was yet alive in the midst of the oak. And ten young men that bare Joab's armor compassed about and smote Absalom and slew him. And the king said unto Cushai, is the young man Absalom safe? And Cushai answered, The enemies of my lord, the king, and all that rise against thee to do thee hurt, be as that young man is. And the king was much moved, and wept upon the chamber over the gate, and wept. And as he went, thus he said, O my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would God... I had died for thee, O Absalom, my son, my son. David was in exile, and Absalom was in Jerusalem, living as the king. Even David's trusted counselor, Ahithophel, had forsaken him for Absalom. Ahithophel was also Bathsheba's grandfather, 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 34. And it could be that he was seeking revenge for David's treachery against her and her husband. Counseled by Ahithophel, Absalom went in unto David's concubines. Of course, this was wrong because it was sexual immorality. But in that culture, it was a way for Absalom to say that he had taken the throne of David and all that belonged to him. 
It was also a fulfillment of the Lord's prophecy concerning the consequences of David's sin, 2 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 11. It seemed that Absalom's takeover was complete. There was only one thing left for Absalom to do, meet David on the battlefield. David readied his men for battle, but gave strict orders not to kill Absalom, 2 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 5. David had no desire for another son's death. David's army was much more experienced and skilled than Absalom's. Therefore, David's army handily defeated Absalom's army. It seemed that everyone had turned against David and that he was bound to lose. But the Lord was on David's side, and if God be for us, who can be against us? Romans chapter 8 and verse 31. Sadly, Absalom was killed in spite of David's strict orders. David's army had used the thick forest to offset the advantage in number that Absalom's army had amidst the great slaughter of his army. Absalom fled on his mule. Along the way, his head was caught up in an oak tree, and he was pulled from his mule. Absalom dangling from the tree, obviously in a vulnerable condition. Joab and his armor bearers easily killed Absalom. 2 Samuel chapter 18, verses 14 and 15. Word was sent to David of the victory over Absalom and his army. Seemingly, David was less concerned about the outcome of the battle and more concerned about his son. Is the young man Absalom safe? Verse 32. When David found out that Absalom had been killed, he was much moved, verse 33, and wept over his son for many days. I cannot begin to empathize with the grief of losing a child, but I would think that David's grief over Absalom was increased by thoughts of how things could have been different if he had handled things differently with Absalom in the past. It is bad enough to suffer loss, but to suffer loss of your own making makes it all the more bitter. How would you describe David's grief over the death of Absalom? Setting the application. Only in storybooks do we have happily ever after endings. Most of the time, the endings of conflicts are not without grief and loss. Maybe you have felt the grief of losing a child or suffering from family conflict. Maybe you have suffered from divorce or church splits. Our world never lacks in trouble. Some of them are of our own making, and some are caused by others. Either way, they are troubles that cause us hurt. The good news is that the righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Psalm 34, verse 17. Do not allow righteous to intimidate you. The only righteousness we can have is that given to us in salvation through Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. We can be saved by calling on the Lord in faith to save us, and we can find deliverance from all our troubles in the same way. What troubles are you facing right now? Have you taken them to the Lord in prayer? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. 
We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue learning from David, a man after God's own heart. Bogart Press is the publishing ministry of the American Baptist Association. We exist to equip churches with the resources they need to carry out the Great Commission. These resources include Bible study materials for preschoolers through adults, including Sunday School, Children's Chapel, Baptist Training Course, Bible Challenge, and Vacation Bible School. Please visit our website to find all the ministry resources you will need at bogardpress.org. That's bogardpress.org. Until next week, find daily encouragement from our daily devotionals at bogardpress.org.